Welcome, welcome, welcome to BDC Raw Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Mitchell, and welcome to the first episode of 2021. Even though with recent events, we think 2020 is still here, um, but it's not. It is 2021, and welcome to the first episode of this year. And um, I'm really passionate about that, that, that this episode, because um, I don't conform to normal car guy stuff. And so this episode really is going to dive into some different things that I'm very passionate about. And one of my favorite, ex- I have several favorite excuses, but one of them is, well, that's the car business. Whenever anything comes up that, you know, you don't feel like you see in other industries, our excuse is, well, that's the car business. Um, when you have to work 70 plus hours, well, that's the car business. When you have turnover, that is ridiculous that's the car business um we have multitude of different things that we make the excuse of well that is just the car business and um you know i i've been talking to a couple different dealerships across the country and having some issues with recruiting and keeping people and different things and 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 that's been their excuse well that's the car business we just have high turnover and so I got to deep dive into kind of their hiring process processes and their training process. And the biggest problem that we face as an industry that I have seen, been doing this since 2011, and it doesn't seem to shock me when this is the case, but we don't do a good job of interviews or if we interview at all, um, we put out an ad. First off, we we put out an ad that says you're going to make a hundred thousand, hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, which is a very true thing. You can make a lot of money in the automotive space, but recruiting newbies and green peas into this business, promising them a hundred thousand dollars a year their first year is ludicrous. It's lying, and it's what causes a lot of our issues. And so, the biggest thing is. Number one, your ad has to stick out and it can't be this lie. And that's, you know, a lot of things about the automotive space. We lie about a lot of different things. We put ads out on cars that don't exist. We put $9 million off of this that doesn't exist. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of different things in the automotive space that happens um, where we kind of uh, live in the gray area or kind of stretch the truth a little bit to get customers in or to get people to come work for us. And the big thing is, is transparency in how we do business uh, for recruiting. Um, Understanding that when you are recruiting people, you're hiring them for a job that has a potential of making 60, 70, 80, 100, 200, $300,000 a year. And so the caliber person that you're recruiting has to be different. If you are making six-figure income in in the United States, that is something. And I think a lot of times we we discount that the fact that these that we're putting people in positions where they can make a lot of money. And so I believe that you have to recruit and you have to hire a different caliber person. Not just any Joe Schmo is going to make it. If you don't want 70% or 80% of turnover, you have to up your game on who you're actually going after. And when you're when you're doing the interview, you actually have to do a full-fledged interview. And multiple people need to talk to this person because what I may see 
as a good fit. After it goes through two, three people, they're like, eh, but what about this? I have blind side, uh, blinders on on certain situations and certain things that other people can see. So that's why when I interview people, I want a multitude of people to talk to them to see if they see something I don't. And, and it goes from people that I don't maybe don't want to hire, and it goes from people that I do want to hire. Because I may not see something that someone else sees. And so obviously we have to step up our game when it comes to recruiting top talent. If you want top talent and you want people to be your 20, 30, 40 car guys, 100 car guys, you know, that's a, no, that's a rare one. But if we want people to be able to do this, then we have to hire that fucking caliber of person. You can't, you can't hire some little green pea that doesn't know anything that three weeks ago was working at Walmart. No offense to Walmart, but he was working at Walmart. And now all of a sudden he's a car salesman and he's going to make a six figure income. Like we've lost our fucking mind. If we think that that's going to be the case, because then it gets into the real shit, the actual training and onboarding of our, our people. We send them to the wolves. It's like training by fire. I throw them out there with their customers and we spent uh, thousands of dollars, thousands of dollars to get to our dealership. We have a BDC that spent hours upon hours and follow up and follow up to get this customer to come to our dealership for us to throw them to someone that should be a greeter possibly at Walmart. I know I'm throwing Walmart on the breast. I apologize. But that's that's the caliber person that we've recruited, and we we spend thousands upon thousands of dollars getting this customer to our dealership, all to hand them over to someone that has no business handling that customer, because we haven't even put forth any type of effort on training. A training something that happens long term. I get that you have to train and train and train and retrain and retrain and treat and retrain. Like training never stops. I 100% agree with that. But we 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 don't onboard our our salespeople. We don't do a proper training that's a boot camp style training where for two, three, four weeks we have them in a classroom where we're teaching them the process. They know the process inside and out and backwards. They know the proper greeting that you want them to use. They know the the thing we spend thousands upon thousands of dollars for a CRM that 90% of dealerships don't even know how to fucking use. Thousands of dollars. We go to NADA, we go to digital dealer, we get demos and all these different things. We're all pumped up. And then we get this thing in there and we act like it's just supposed to work. Well, the reality is we don't even know it. Because we're not even training our, our our staff that currently are there, and we're not training new people how to use the CRM. So that you have to spend time learning, teaching them the CRM and how to use it, and what the hot buttons are, and what happens when this happens, how to properly put a customer in, how to properly follow up with a customer, how to properly um, do long term follow up. Where are they going to see this? Where are they going to see that? And spend time on our CRM and train them on how to use it, how to use the mobile app. A lot of times we have CRMs that have mobile apps, and most of our salespeople don't even know that that even exists. So we have to train them on that. 
And then you have to go into, if you're a new car dealership or a used car dealership, doesn't matter. You have to do product training. If you're a new car dealership, obviously you cannot throw them in front of a computer to do their, their GM or their Ford or whatever manufacturer you work for. You can't send them in there. Hey, go take 20,000 tests, watch 20,000 videos and retain it all. Before you, before you can sell cars here, buddy, you have got to do that. You can't do that. How are you going to retain that? That is supposed to be small bites, small bites to learn and, 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 and really retain all the information about vehicles. So you have to do one-on-one training. I'm not saying one-on-one training, but if you're hiring as a group, which I highly suggest that you do, if you hire as a group, you have 10, 15, 20 people that you're doing training on, on, on your, on your vehicles and you take it and you do it in small bites where if you're a Chevy dealership, you go and you, you spend some time in a classroom talking about the Malibu and all the different trim packages and all the different engines and horsepower and this. And then you go outside and you have an LS, you have an LT, you have a premium, you have every one of them sitting out there so they can get inside of them and they can look and they can drive them. And then, You can spend time on all the hot points on how to properly butterfly the car and show it. What are the key features? What are the things that you probably need to touch on on the Malibu? And then you move to the Tahoe. Then you move to the Silverado. And you go all the way down your product line and you train them on how to do a proper demo of that car. Even if it's an LS, there's still features on an LS. You can't just go to the premium and go, here's a bad boy and you're going to show them everything. And then they're going to get there and they're going to show a customer. They want to go all the way to the premium when their customer can, can buy an LS tracks. So spend time on those types of things because you, you can talk about when you have a customer with troubled credit that the tracks and the Malibu and the Colorado have B tier right now, and it may change, but they have ability to where, um, you can get a customer that has below standards of credit. Like they can get them done on that vehicle. That's the vehicle we're going to point you to when that happens. But they know nothing about it. They go, this is what you can get, Mr. Customer. This is it. This is the Chevy tracks. The end. And they wonder why the customer's not thrilled to death because they came in on a Silverado and they can't afford a tracks. So spend that time on your, on your inventory and, and make them understand where this is and where that is, where the key machine is. If, if a vehicle just got in and it's getting PDI'd, where do you go? Who do you see? Like all these things that we take for granted because we've been here, we've done this for a long time. These people are green. They don't know. And even if they're not green and they're new to your dealership, they don't know where to go. They don't know who Billy is. They don't know who Sean is in service, and he does all the PDIs, and he does this and that. They have no clue. And so you have to do this properly, or you're going to be spinning your wheels again and again. you got salespeople who are new. They get frustrated and leave. So spend time on your, your inventory, your inventory process. What happens in used cars? What kind of inspection do we do on our used cars? So when that customer is asking about it, when they're when they're kind of battling them on why you're priced this way, they can talk about the 72 or the 100 and blah, blah, blah point inspection that you do with, with some enthusiasm because they're educated. 
this is not rocket science, guys. But we spend so much time with people that we just have this revolving door of people because that's the fucking car business. And it is so frustrating because we are not giving people the right tools. We are not giving people the right um, point of direction on where we they need to be and how they can get better. We just churn and burn. And it frustrates the hell out of me because this industry is a great industry. But if we're going to make it make it better for people wanting to come into this deal to to our place to work, then we have to give the overall culture that we train and we prepare you. And it's an actual environment you want to work at because sales managers get frustrated with newbies because they're questioning everything because they don't have a fucking clue. They don't have a clue. You have no right to be frustrated with a newbie because they've never been here. They've never had a cut to talk about a customer who's looking at a $70,000 vehicle. They've never had to do that. But how the hell do you get frustrated when you haven't put forth the effort to actually train them? It's just, it's ludicrous. I don't even get it. I've, I've seen it time and time again, and it frustrates me to no end because it's like, I, it, where, when does it stop? When do we say enough's enough? When, when, when do we say that? Put, put some effort in your training and your onboarding. Because when you do that, when you tell them, when you show them where to go, this is this department, this is this person, this is the BDC, this is the BDC manager, this is what they do, spend a day there. When you talk about inventory, and when you go through your makes and models and everything, and you go through it and they see it and they touch it and they know how to do a proper walk around on it. When you go through your CRM and they know the ins and outs of how to put a customer in and what their follow-up looks like and when this when they should do this type of follow-up and when this this task comes up, what to do. How much easier, how much less frustration are they going to have? And then you go into how they actually follow up. You can't throw them a list and say, this is a manifest list, call them. Then you get this deer in headlight look. Like, oh my God, what, am I, what am I supposed to put? I've been in the car business for two weeks. And you throw me a list and say, call them. Okay, it's easy to say call them. But what are they going to do? They're going to make two or three calls to get and get hung up on, or they're not going to get any answers. And they're going to give up. And then when you hand them my list again, they're going to half-ass it because they don't see any value in it. So you have to actually train them how to prospect, how to follow up with customers, how to do a proper manifest list call because there's, there's a way to do it and there's a way not to do it. And if you just tell them to call them with no instruction, and no guidance on where to go, I don't know what you're expecting. But limited results at best. Limited results at best. And then you need to really dive into. Um, so we've done. We, if you're if you're doing this two week training or four week training, however you see fit. But you've done the proper inventory. You've you've introduced them to everyone. They've talked about the CRM and how to do it. Now you have you bring in finance. What, what are the documents I need to bring? How do you want, how do I need to package the deal? So I make my sales manager's job easier. So I make my finance manager's job easier. What, what do you need? What do you look for? 
And when you're calling me and you need this, why? Why do you need that? So if your finance manager is in there explaining, here's how you print your bundle. Here's what it looks like. Here's how we will need it stacked up. And if you do this, it'll make your sales manager's job easier. It'll make your job a lot easier. It'll make my job easier. And we'll get your deals funded a lot easier. But we don't explain it. We just, there's finance. Just take it back there. And then finance is chasing your ass, trying to figure out where your customer's at because they haven't taught you a proper TO to finance. So they're trying to figure out where your customer's at and you're out smoking and, and they can't find you. And so they skip your customer and then your customer gets frustrated. And it's just the world just keeps spinning out of control because we've not taught them all the way through this process of selling cars. And then you have to have the conversation with each and every person to find out what they need on a daily. What do you need? How are you doing? I, I saw you do this. I think we need to do this. Let's make some calls together. I'm going to make the first 10 calls for you. I'm going to let you sit here and listen to me. I'm going to make those calls and we're going to critique those. Uh, I may screw up, but I'm going to make those calls for you. And then I'm going to sit here and I'm going to listen to your calls, but I'm going to try to coach you as we go along. So when you're on your own, you don't, you're not going to need me as much. You know what to look for. You know how to follow up with your customers. When they say this, you're going to say this because you heard me say it. Like we have to step up our game or you're going to continue to lose people left and right. And that 70% turnover rate is never going to change because I'm sick and tired of saying that's the car business. Sick and tired of it. I don't even want to fucking hear it because that's not. That's a lame excuse. That's like we've always done it this way. Same excuse. That's the car business. We've always done it this way. They go hand in hand. Actually, they're actually pretty much hand in hand. And so that's not the car business that I want to go for the future. I want a car business that trains our people, keeps our people, makes our, our people grow, makes them leaders. Eventually, maybe they want to become a dealer or they want to become a sales manager, a finance manager, finance director, sales director, GSM, GM. I want to create those people. That's what I want to be a part of. I'm glad I'm where I'm at. Alex is one of those guys. And believe me, we have our problems. Don't get me wrong. We have problems. Every dealership has problems. There's no perfect dealership, period, in the story. But I'm glad that we train. I'm glad that we're trying to move forward on hiring the right people, on training people, because that's what's going to make this business great. That's going to where you're not going to have the turnover because you've done the proper interviews. You've done the proper training. You've done the proper onboarding. You've done everything that you need to do to create a person to have success in this business. Because if you have people making two grand a month, working 60 hours a week, are you fucking kidding me? Why would you do that? No wonder they quit. They're making less than if they worked at McDonald's. So step up our game, guys. That's not the car business. That's laziness. Quit being, quit being lazy. Train your people. Create a proper onboarding. Create a training platform and a program and a book and everything so when you bring people on, you know what to do. Yes, it's hard at first, but once you have it, it's there. 
It's there. You can change it. You can move things around. I get it. But quit saying that's the car business and we've always done it this way. Because nobody wants to hear it anymore. You're fucking with people's lives when you bring them in thinking they're going to make a six-figure incomes and you don't and you half-ass train them at best and you throw them to the wolves and then you kick them to the curb or they kick themselves to the curb. Not doing anybody any favors. So let's step up our game and stop saying that's just the car business. 